Hey there. Hello once more and welcome. Happy to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Jenny Bakes, artisan cakes and cookies in Vancouver, Canada. Yes, you heard that right, Vancouver, Canada. We have listeners all over the place and we are doing a giveaway with Jenny Bakes soon. So check out our social media for that and they will deliver. So it's going to be really cool. They're really yummy. Check that out. Follow them on Instagram at Jenny underscore Bakes. That's Instagram at Jenny underscore Bakes. And before I head over to today's topic, let me share with you some announcements. New York City, the Obie Award-winning Ice Factory Festival, returns to the new Ohio Theater. This is currently running until August 14th. You have all the information in our blog from anotherzero.com, zero with number, all the details, all the shows, times, and ticket prices are there. Orange County. Seherstrom Center for the Arts presents a cabaret series. Again, all the information is in our blog. We try to include everything that the companies send our way. We are happy to share and give another boost to the information. And San Diego, an evening with Eden Espinoza. That is happening Friday, July 9th, Saturday, July 10th, and Sunday, July 11th at the Lowell Davies Festival Theater in the Old Globe Theater in San Diego located in Balboa Park. Check their website for more information, theoldglobe.org. North Coast Repertory Theater, also in San Diego, is still presenting Becoming Dr. Ruth, streaming until July 11th. Check that out, northcoastrep.org. And then there's a special presentation this weekend, Roosevelt Charged the Bear by the Rastabouts Theater Company. It's streaming on demand from today, July 1st through July 5th. So if you're listening this after the fact, I am so sorry. You should have listened before. <laughs> so tickets for Charge the Bear start at $7.04 in honor of July 4th. Get it? And your entire ticket purchase is 100% donation to the Roustabouts Theater Company. Support your local theater companies, your local bloggers, and your local podcasters. The episode today has two wonderful guests, Yvette Torres and Caroline Riedeker from Shaman Freitas Talent Agency. And it was a very cool conversation, raw, honest, about representation, talent, age, color, all wonderful things and assumptions, stereotypes, all of that. And of course, they shared with us their other zero and their causes and small organizations. That's it for me. Catch you on the next one. Enjoy. Here, we just don't start from zero. Like you've gained and acquired so much knowledge, and now you start all over. And here we go, it's another zero. Understanding that the impact that the little bit I do while I'm here and still alive will be felt 50 years from now with the institutions where I work with still being open to the public, still being available. So that's where I really think about from another zero is like my place in this legacy of people of color who have worked in this field who have broken down the doors and the barriers and those of us who continue to do that so the next generation of people will continue to do things but it'll be better from another zero than the zero that the people before me started or the zero that i started at from Another Zero is a podcast dedicated to the arts and the entertainment industry. Welcome to our safe space and welcome to this episode. I am Alejandra Enciso Dardashti. Here we go. Hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another recording of the podcast from Another Zero. You know that we're recording now all the episodes live. We are here in the Tijuana, San Diego border. Thank you so much again for making the time and the space and trusting me and being our guest. This is the second episode of our second season. So we are very excited. So you all work at a talent agency called Shaman Fritas. Yes, correct. <laughs> oh my, God, my pronunciation is all like all over the place today. So tell me a little bit about the place. It's been around since the 80s, I believe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
For sure. Okay, sounds great. So um, you're exactly right. Uh, Shaman Freitas Model and Talent Agency was conceived and born in 1987. So the agency is officially a little older than me, I'm proud to say. Um, so that's good. Um, we're a very full service agency. So what that means is that we represent a broad range of talent, um, models, actors, voiceover talent, um, spokespeople, hosts, um, everyone from young children to, you know, folks well into their 90s, frankly, um, including a lot of people who we've retained for a very long time over our roster. We're widely considered the premier talent agency in San Diego. We're very proud of that reputation, of course, and eager to kind of yeah. build on it. And I would say that one of the things that kind of sets us apart is the way that we really value and respect our talent's autonomy. So, you know, a lot of talent agents kind of have this reputation, right? Like I think a lot of people can think back about like media portrayals of talent agents and they're like smoking a cigar and just like hurling insults and like telling you what to do with your body and with your career. And that's just really not our style. We like relationships with our talent to be mutually respectful and collaborative and productive. And we are a SAG-AFTRA franchised um, agency. And so we do represent union talent who are in the Screen Actors Guild, but we also represent non-union talent and print models as well who you know aren't um, kind of under the jurisdiction of the union. So I um, hope that serves as kind of like a baseline introduction. But. Yeah, no, no, really good. And then, oh, also I forgot to mention, I'm rude like that, I'm sorry. <laughs> Gato, you are lead booker yes. and then Yvette is junior booker. Yes. So can before I start with the agency questions stuff, mm -hmm. what is the difference between the booking situation between ju junior and lead? I mean, I'm sure it's a season kind of thing, but um yeah, let's 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 start like with the basics, like really basic. Um Cara, Caroline or Caro is taking on like the bigger accounts and the bigger bookings that you know, require a lot more work. As the junior booker, I do, um, I'm basically a shadow of Caroline to take care of any any other bookings. We're a small man team. <laughs> it's only a Caroline and I doing the day-to-day -to, -day to the bookings. Oh, So okay. we're making sure and we're juggling all the plates. Of, it's kind of like an equal workload, but Caroline's definitely taking care of like the more bigger clients and things like that, that have been with the agency for very long. The bookings really, um, they really range in like, in terms of level of complexity, right? So there are certain mm -hmm. ones where it's just kind of like, oh, like you want to book this person, you book them before, like we just kind of go ahead and do it and it's super quick and dirty. And others of it kind of involve like lengthy contract negotiations and sort of different um, logistical complexities that it just takes some time right. to learn. So oh, we it. fully plan on Yvette very quickly being a fully fledged booking agent. She's just newer on our team. So um, the distinction is mostly at this point, one of just experience and seniority. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got it. I love the description that you uh, shared with us, Scato, in regards to like the agency aspect of it all, because I think we do have a very Hollywood kind of movie-ish yeah. uh, right. impression, but now more so with everything that's happening, you know, uh, people speaking out and stuff like that. I don't know. How is How do you handle all these things now with, where social media is so present and people just like put up their phones, you know, and record or, or just go on their feet and say this and this happened to me or, you know, how, do, how does that work if, I mean, we can share with not, without not, I don't know, breaking like in any terms of representation or, or yeah, yeah, contracts. Yeah, yeah contracts um, and all these things because, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's such a, I think, thick world where, I mean, I'm Mexican, so and and I don't want to bash my country or anything. It's I think that it had happened everywhere in this business mm -hmm. where some things were considered normal or a nature of the business. And I don't want to get too much into it, but I like seeing two women and they're, you know, taking the control or taking care of it and then coming out and saying this description of it being, you know, mm -hmm. that you take care of people and there's diversity and there's representation and all mm -hmm. and all these things. So I just wanted to tap into it because I feel that the old school was also very present in agency kind of artist life. Or is that just my perception because I'm from the outside? If, I, if <laughs> it makes sense of what I'm saying. <laughs> I think universally everyone's on the same page as you are, Alejandra. Um, mm -hmm. It's usually a man's world and we're just, uh, you know, co-creators, but, you know, the people in power are... Um, usually men, 
per se, and totally get where you're coming from, where it's nice to see um, non-binary and women running a company. And we highly value diversity. And San Diego is fairly a conservative town. So we're definitely pushing the boundaries there. And we're proud. And our clients, they're looking for real people. It's not, you know, thin models all the time. It's diverse looks and ethnic backgrounds. And we're here for it we're happy to see the shift in the in the industry and here in san diego as well mm-hmm. i'm very glad that you say that san diego is kind of conservative because again looking out you wouldn't think that like it's the yeah. speechy town and yay 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 but it is kind of conservative you know and sometimes it kind of right. you know it blows like a balloon sometimes it's like oh mm-hmm. oh i wasn't expecting this so i'm i'm glad that we are you know putting the dots in the yeah. eyes there. Again, wonderful, beautiful city, wonderful, beautiful people. But Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. terminology, what is the mm-hmm. difference between a talent agency and an agent or a rep? A manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. rep. Okay. The major difference between a talent agent and a talent manager is that um, a talent agent, you know, has the kind of license in place in order to like legally like book someone, meaning that they can negotiate on their behalf and get them a paid gig. Whereas a manager tends to have a smaller roster. It's usually more of a boutique sort of situation where they're really um, holding someone's hand through the early development process in their career. So they might be helping a model develop, like, you know, build a working portfolio for the first time. Managers are often the people who will help an upcoming talent get into the door to talk to agencies in the first place so that they can get signed. Representation generally is an inclusive term that speaks to all of it, right? An actor might say like, oh, my representation, and they're kind of referring holistically to their manager and, you know, their three agents in different kind of markets. So that's kind of more of a a team sort of designation. Some talent have managers and agents, and a lot of other talent just have agents. The manager piece is kind of optional or or really appropriate and right for certain kinds of talent. Whereas like, and obviously people self-submit too, right? Like people are out here working and getting jobs on their own. The hustle is real. We respect it. There's like plenty of professional talent out there who are just booking their own work and more power to them. There comes a point in a lot of those people's career where they find it appropriate. Like, okay, like I need to get myself an agent to kind of cut out some of this work to get me more work that I don't, I'm not getting otherwise. All of it's kind of optional, right? There are people who have an entire career just made out of self-submissions. Plenty of people have agencies and then a few, you know, a a fraction of those people also have a management team as well. Do you think that there's the same, this is for you both, do you think that there's the same amount of jobs for people that are in unions versus people that are not? How Mm -hmm. How does that work? Good question. Very lucrative question (laughs) for, for the industry. Yeah. Well... So we love unions. We support unions entirely. They were made in place for a reason. And mm-hmm. we want to believe that they're there to protect the greater good of the talent mm-hmm. and managers and everyone that's on this on SAG union. However, San Diego is mainly like a lot of companies and clients have turned to the non-union market just to say it's a lot cost of, it's a lot more cost effective that you see from ad agencies and, and things like that where non-union projects can slash a budget. So it's like a catch 22. You may sacrifice uh, the value of the talent in order to save, you know, on your bottom line. However, we're by and large seeing non-union, our actors are very competitive. A lot of people on our roster are killing it in non-union commercials. And, you know, you have the big, big ads that are still non-union. I, what was the question of that are you, are you saying it's more beneficial? The balance between the two. There's uh enough not enough if there's like an amount of jobs like for both both union and non-union got it i mean Mm -hmm. to be an actor in general is really difficult yeah so the Mm -hmm. uh, the number of opportunities it's hard to capitalize on in in center center for the actual amount of opportunities but i would say there's a plethora of non-union work right now 
that, that I see a trend. What about you, Caroline? For sure. Absolutely. Listen, I mean, as, as far as long as I've been doing this and then from the people that I know who have been doing this a lot longer than me, union work is unfortunately, I think on the decline kind of in general, certainly has been for a long time in San Diego. The vast majority of our bookings are non-union. Again, we love the union, support what right. they do. I mean, agencies are very much in alignment with union values, right? Like our whole MO is ensuring the most competitive possible terms according to industry standards for our talent. And the union does that, you know, right. without us having to lift much of a finger, right? Except for to find the right talent for the right project. You know, hopefully there's, there comes a day where the union like grows its presence in San Diego I and mean, in LA as well. But yeah, for now, we kind of happily um, book both kinds of talent on both kinds of projects. The union's great. And I think there's like a time when it basically makes a lot of sense and where like the talent themselves is going to see those dividends, right? There's like a time in every talent's career where that's going to be a strategic right. move that's really going to elevate their career mm -hmm. and a time probably that's like premature to do that um, because you would be cutting yourself short of frankly, the majority of opportunities. So that's kind of the, the overall lay of the land there. Mm -hmm. So an example for this would be booking maybe, I don't know, a show that might have, uh, you know, it's a good future, let's see, like a friends or something like that. And then it's mm -hmm. going to keep on giving. And maybe that's when it you have to have like that type of uh, union sag. Most yeah, likely, let's say. Contract, yeah, or yes. that that on on your like representation in order for it to make sense is that kind of like it would that be a pertinent example of it? I think so. I mean, for sure. And there are union commercials too, right? It's not just it's it is series, but it's also commercials. It's also industrials. It's new media. Right. It's they kind of they have all number of contracts for different sorts of projects. And basically, I think it's more about like how bookable someone is, right? So it's about like yeah. how much they've cut their skills over time, how many credits they have, how reliably they're able to book something that they go out on an audition for. There just comes a point where it's like, hey, like if you could be getting like health insurance and a pension and like residuals for everything you do, you should probably do that. You know right. what I mean? It's it's obviously a beautiful thing and it's, it's incredible when an actor gets their SAG card for the first mm -hmm. time and they're gonna be able to book union projects after that. The yeah. thing that we try to avoid is a situation where an actor is basically overeager. There's kind of an out, like an old idea where it's like, you're not a real actor if you don't have your SAG card. Yeah. I'm here to tell you as a talent agent, right. it's not true. Some of my very best actors who are incredible are non-union or SAG eligible, which means they're kind of, they're straddling worlds, right? They can, yeah. they can take the right union project, seize on that if it's amazing and they're gonna get that good payout, but not join prematurely. So they can still hang into non-union world and work all of that in the meantime. So, oh goodness, I think I lost my thread there a little bit. No, 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 I, I'm yeah. totally understanding. And, and I like that you bring that up too, because again, in this business, there's a lot of assumptions and misconceptions, I think. And people think that the eligibility or misunderstand where the eligibility comes from. And it, it also has to do with like a number of credits and certain yeah. type of credits and those things. And it's not how young you are or how good looking right. you are or, or you know, oh, I got on the spot. Like, yeah, exactly. I got my card that same day, you know, on my first, <laughs> whatever, you know, these, again, these movie or, or, th or misconceptions mm -hmm. that, that are not right. And it, as with everything, it takes hard work. And the, the new media comment, how is this situation as agents when you had, you know, you were like the mecca of talent. Well, you still are, but mecca of ta only one of talent. And now there's like Instagram and influencers and YouTubers. And even like YouTubers are considered now passe per se, because now it's like Instagram doing a comeback with TikTok and the age range and the generations and all that. How How is that in your day to day with self-made people, you know, like, yeah. Right. Um, I wouldn't like put pit it, pit them against us. It's not so much of a competition. If anything, I I love that social media has democratized artists. The the one quote that I always live by is like, don't ever let don't let wait until someone gives you permission to express your art. Mm -hmm. Do it all the time. Mm -hmm. And I, I think the viewership that social media has created is like everyone has a storytelling bone in them and you know it's not eurocentric men writing the scripts anymore it's a lot of other people and 
you know, and I feel like social media is giving us the tools and democratizing them that it's not only handled by big, powerful agencies because we are we work our butts off, but we're still not like a corporate monster. You know what I mean? We love social media in the sense of, hey, it's a new thing in our industry. Zag has tried to make a little bit of contracts, but there are um, obstacles for new media that we're running into of not letting that platform take advantage of our actors and our artists, because if they want everything in perpetuity and paying very little, since it's not on broadcast, that's when you need to step up as an agent and say like, Hey, this is going to jeopardize their career down the line because if there's, if it's in perpetuity and it's a conflict with something else that they want a bigger job for that, it's going to jeopardize them in their career in the long run. So there's not rules set quite yet. So that's our job as agents to be like, Hey, we're going to need some parameters and things just to include in the talent release forms and contracts like that. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I would um, say to any any of the listeners who are themselves like influencers or have right. any kind of following, be very wary of the DMs that are sliding in, you know, right. um, just just because <laughs> a lot of times a, a client, a brand um, will kind of intentionally avoid an agency because oh, they yeah. know that if they go through oh, an yeah. agency, they're going to get more competitive terms for their talent. So a lot of times they'll circumvent these channels, mm -hmm. slide into the DMs of, uh, you know, some young Gen X person who doesn't basically, who might not know what their content is worth. Right. And more power to anybody who can like book themselves good jobs, like on their own, like go get it. But like, they're probably underbidding you. They're definitely underbidding okay. you. Right. Mm -hmm, <laughs> so just, you know, be, I guess, smart and like use kind of common sense and, and good hygiene and ask around and kind of make sure that you're getting like the most competitive deal that you right. can for your content, because obviously it's so hot. Obviously it's what everyone wants. So many not so many, but you know, I mean, Yvette kind of really smartly, I think like made the distinction. We're not in direct competition. Like we have our own kinds of projects that aren't really like right. that. Our, that's the majority of our bookings, but an increasing number of our clients are seeking something that looks like that. Right. right. So like I literally yeah. just started a project today that is in fact like a commercial that's going to be stopped, shot in studio, like kind of classically, but it's, it's to mimic like a, a Twitch DJ, you know? So it's, it's, it's made to be in that style and it's going to like look pretty authentic like this person is yeah like someone streaming on twitch like with this kind of personal brand that they've developed it's that layer it's that we're living in the in the simulacrum or the matrix or whatever where there's mm -hmm. the you know these like acted things that are meant to look not acted yeah it's going <laughs> back and forth right yes, exactly. both of them diving into yeah, I mean, if it looks like a high quality yeah. production, you always have to second guess and like, wow, this took a lot of people behind, you know, mm -hmm. behind the scenes. So there's that line of like, is this authentic or is this real user generated content? So new yeah. media is a whole new world for for artists. Yeah. And I love seeing my girl Cache Monet Monier yes. Meets. She's working, working, working all those commercials. She's the one who introduced us, and I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving seeing all her stories and everything that she's doing. She's on she was on set today. Oh my gosh, Ricardo, say how you found Cache. Oh my gosh, I I love I think I saw her at a play at the Moxie. I'm oh, pretty yay, sure local actress. She killing is, it. I just <laughs> think that woman is such a powerhouse. I'm she so is. in awe of her talent. She I'm is. so in awe of her just being. She's such a beautiful person. And it's yeah, just, she gosh, she's a thrill. She's a thrill to represent. And honestly, I don't want to put her on blast or anything, but she she has what would have 10 years ago been described as a pretty like character look, right? She has this amazing, gorgeous gap in her front teeth. Yeah. She's got, you know, her natural hair. She's got a quirky sense of style. She's like a, yo like a yoga girl. Like she just has this very unique look that was undervalued in the industry right. up until fairly recently in the last few years. And let me tell you, people got smart and were like, oh, and it's just a thrill <laughs> to see her finally getting like the, mm -hmm credit she deserves like like i mean oh, she's yeah. just like brimming with talent like overflowing with like it just drips from her fingertips and mm -hmm. it's just a privilege and an mm -hmm. honor to like see people be like yes we want yes. to hire her you know it's like yeah it's about time oh my Let's god i'm i'm <laughs> loving this conversation and all these terminologies i understand and yet they are new for new to me so right. it's cool i shared with you before we went on the live that mm -hmm. it's so awesome how 
uh, we're always like the same people, right? <laughs> Going around everywhere. And mm-hmm. um, our partner at the seeing place said that one of their artists used to be repped by Carol Shaman and it, it was Erin Cronigan. And now she lives in NYC, but loved working with Carol when she was based in San Diego. So I thought that that was really cool that they uh, shared that with us. And uh, with the union also, I wanted to say that, yeah, with the pandemic, they're not in a really good light. Again, hopefully everything is gonna go back in place and you know, right. definitely do the work that they have to do. Is, is this, it, it, do you use this as a slogan, the LA caliber SD attitude? Is this, yeah, kind of like yeah, the attitude in a sense of a, like a, a positive connotation. <laughs> yeah, I wanted, I wanted to talk about, I, I get it, I get it. I mean, it's like super right. self-explanatory uh, because being, San Diego is again, a really cool place and it's not mm-hmm. as small as small as, as people would think, but yet there is this thing of, oh, I'm gonna go to LA or I'm gonna go right. to New York, you know. You know? So is that where that comes from a little bit? Because there's also <laughs> this continuous like battle sometimes, especially between LA and New York or East and West, you know, mm-hmm. about there's no talent, you know, on this side, again, the beach kind of style and no like actors, right? Oh, or no right. like serious. And there's, there's this kind of thing. So that's why the slogan caught my attention. I was like, oh, if, if you can share a little bit more and also with your experience with the East and the West and all yeah. this. So <laughs> as San Diego, I mean, who says that we're not actors? I mean, the old <laughs> was here, the, the MFA program at yeah. UCSD is one of the top programs in the country. So by and large, San Diego is a second market to LA. However, if you do your research, a lot of reputable people say that you don't have to live in a core market to become an actor. You can live outside of the art, uh, uh, in secondary markets, New Mexico, Atlanta's an up and coming hub that we just flew someone out to go shoot a commercial. So it's, we are secondary markets, but we are competitive and we just want to assure the cool production companies here and the ones that have really big accounts that we have the cool talent. We are competitive. Like don't outsource your needs to Los Angeles because we have some homegrown talent here that can compete and produce. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of like the LA caliber. It's like you don't need to outsource your talent needs. And the SD attitude is just like, we are are huge on customer service and work with production, production companies all the time and creators to create an amazing asset with amazing talent that we have on our roster. What is an, a day-to-day, like a normal day at the office look like? Again, the Hollywood. It's it's um, like that cat <laughs> meme where you're just at the keyboard. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not smoking cigars or saying, like, you need to lose Drinking whiskey. Not that. No, we don't do that. Drinking whiskey at 11 in the morning, yeah. right? <laughs> It's, it's really cool because I think that also it's, it's like a team effort. It's also, it's not you just putting the opportunities out there. It's people consuming those opportunities and making everything grow, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just that, oh, there's no work here. No, it's just that there's people that also need to do the work, like talent-wise. Right. Absolutely. And we do submit people in that Los Angeles too. So it's just a short drive away. So it's like you have best of both worlds kind of San Diego is a gem. And then now we're letting it out in podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Yes. Representation. Yes. It matters. It It totally matters. I sure, I'm sure you get this question pretty often, but Mm -hmm. if someone wants to go and be in your agency, Mm -hmm. especially kids, because sometimes moms are like, how, you know, how can I get my, my daughter, my son on a gap ad, let's say, and not, you know, gap is not paying (laughs) us today, but on a denim commercial or, you know, sunscreen commercial or whatever, and they don't know what to do or what steps to take. And they think also that it's really expensive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what are the steps that people can take first with kids and then adults that want to be in an agency and do commercials and model 
an act. First of all, don't pay. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Exactly, exactly. I mean, the very first step always is like, don't pay to play, right? Like any agency who's asking you for money up front, like is not your friend. Um, don't trust them. Legitimate agencies make money on commission um, on jobs that they book you on. So that's the first thing I would have, you know, someone be wary of and conscientious of. You mentioned the Gap ad. If a parent genuinely came to me and was like, hey, look, I need to get my kid on a Gap ad. I would lovingly direct them to, um, you know, I would love check check them a little bit for some reality as far as like what their expectations are your kid if they're quite exceptional frankly will be lucky to start you know booking like some halloween costume company shoots you know some industrial some local commercials i think a lot of folks like want to skip steps right there there are a lot of steps that happen before the gap ads and it's, it's a good thing to remind that to people both for um you know to kind of set up their expectations realistically that's very important to me as an agent anybody who says you're going to be a star is lying to you like mm -hmm. that's that's bs they're blowing smoke you might be I'm not trying to say you won't be but it's going to yeah. be after lots of hard one work and lots of luck that they can't possibly foresee and statistically is very improbable right mm -hmm. so one of the big things that I look for in parents is, I guess I don't look at the parents. I, I look at the kids. It's so important to us that the interest in doing it. this, yeah, that the, that the interest is really authentic on, on the kids behalf. Right. I don't, I don't want to support any like parent child relationships right. where kids being kind of like forced into doing oh, something yeah, yeah. or like outside mm -hmm. their comfort zone and kids who should do this are like hams, right? They are right. like hams <laughs> out the gate. They are performing. They are doing a talent yeah. show. They are doing a dance competition. Like they want to do this. They mm -hmm. live and breathe it. So that's the biggest thing is just like making sure you're, this is really what your kid wants and not what you want. And then I think like, right. I mean, that's huge. As far as like, the nitty gritty stuff, I mean, like, you know, there's an entertainment work permit. You need to start like, you know, getting that appointment at the local office to get your work permit. It's going to take forever. There's a lot of bureaucracy, but they need that to be able to legally work in the state of California. You need to open a Coogan account at your local bank, you know, so that you can set aside some of their savings from their earnings from the booking. For kids, it's it's rough out there for kids. I love yeah. our kids. I, you know, yeah. so many casting agents like haven't really caught up to real kids yet. There's like so many trends kind of in right. real people, but the kids, it's like, they all want them to have these perfect teeth. And it's like, have you met a kid? Yeah. <laughs> they have braces, they have missing teeth. They like, yeah. you know, they're working with a babysitter here. Can we give yeah. them a little grace? Um, so, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough to be a working kid in this industry, but I think that um, so long as the drive is like, really authentic and dedicated i think also like sorry i'm going all over the place here but i hope no, that. i love it it's totally um, making sense <laughs> good perfect i think mm -hmm. also like it can be a really good learning lesson but i guess i would almost like if i were a parent i would want to be really conscientious about my kids disposition obviously this industry is like rejection city right like it's just you're gonna get rejected over and over and over again so maybe even with a kid i would like shield them i'm like they got an audition but like let's wait to make sure it's confirmed before we even tell them about it like right. you know mm -hmm. kind of brace them for some of the impact of what i think would be you know hard on anybody's ego but especially a developing little person yeah although we'll be really nice to them but you know they're not going to book every job Okay, sorry. Is that okay. enough kid talk? What do you well, have? Well, yeah, for our submissions process, <laughs> for anyone who's like interested, uh, we do it all 100% um, online as of now. They can submit their materials on our website. And then, I mean, we had to put a pause because we're booked and blessed. Like we're very busy right now on our submissions. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> booked and busy, booked and blessed, and mm -hmm. all of the above. So, I mean, I would recommend anyone who's even starting out or even kids, if you're not receiving any traction or hearing back from agencies, like build up those materials, have like maybe self submit and get yourself on on some some smaller gigs on set and get that material back. So we can see that'll pop out to an agency of like, oh, wow, they're not just a cute like it's everyone mm -hmm. in our most people in our submissions box is like, oh, my child is so cute, just a picture. Mm -hmm. But like, then we ask for a personality slate and then that kid is just like, uh, yeah. like mom, I don't wanna, um, <laughs> like I would highly recommend again to get them into class or into a public school. If they have a theater program, do go that route so you don't have to spend any money. And then practice self tapes at home. Put a, your camera on a tripod and have them say, hi, my name is this. And then say three things that they like about it 
themselves. Like, so you have at least a personality slate to send in their submissions package. Just investing into your materials of getting good at being in front of the camera instead of like paying someone to be like, hey, I, I they can produce you this sick reel. Yeah, that exactly. Won't you, that ask. won't is exactly. not a huge big investment. You know what I mean? Like when you start out, we love to tell people not to spend money where you don't have to. So, I mean, you have an iPhone, iPhone camera quality is up to par. So just put yourself on tape, um, do a monologue or a little scene, um, and then get into, if you go into school and get with your friends, shoot a little something, just be resourceful. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes also the kids think they see it on TV and they think, oh, I can do that. Right. And then hence the question, I want to be in that commercial, mommy, or why can't I? Right. (laughs) So uh, agency stuff. I think we've covered pretty much a lot of things. Well, adults, if they want to join, what do they need to do or what's what's the drill for them? Definitely. Yeah. So um, as Yvette said, our submissions process is online. Anybody who's submitting to us specifically should take a look at our website, shamanfreitas.com. There's a tab called Become Talent that we have everything kind of outlined in terms of what we need to see initially, what needs to be emailed in. Um, some people out there might give you tips that you should do like a, a walk-in or uh, I would not recommend that actually. <laughs> um, I think that, I mean, it's just a personal touch is nice, right? So like do your research, like address 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 an email to a particular person or a team, like know who you're submitting to, but yeah. uh, not always a great idea to like put people on the spot, um, you know, and, and kind of disrupt mm-hmm. the workflow. Basically the first step is to just email in your materials and we're really simple, you know, headshot. Um, if you have one resume, uh, real, if you have one, a lot of people don't these days. So yeah, any kind of like self-taped submission that you did or a scene mm-hmm. study or, you know, some kind of video video sample of your work would be helpful. We've really focused this conversation on actors too, but we also represent other categories. Right, right. So for voiceover people, you know, shoot us your commercial VO demo, for um, models, we need to know your sizes and, and have a link to your portfolio, or if you don't have a portfolio, fresh modeling digital. So um, again, all this will kind of be thoroughly explicated on our website under the Become Talent tab. And most agencies will have that, like a pretty good like directive as far as what they wanna see for an initial inquiry. And then, um, we invite people in for an interview on that basis. Often after some follow-up, like we'll ask, like, we'll be like, Hey, we like this about you. Like, can you tell us more about this? And kind of just suss out um, those initial questions to see if we might be a good fit. And then if we are, we have an in-person interview with someone. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And I just want to touch base on, yeah. Like sometimes if you do, if we reject you or if any other local agencies reject you, just, just work on your materials because sometimes you may be a duplicate to our roster. You may be very talented. You may be like been in class for seven years and things you're like, Oh, I just need to get in. But there's a lot of variables to take into account. Like we may not have uh, the jobs coming in for you. So what are you going to do? Sit on our roster. Like we want to be able to get you work. Like that's, Mm -hmm. we want you to be a a paid artist and (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I really appreciate that you brought that up. And I think that that's, that is kind of, you know, really important to us. Like we really try to be thoughtful about who we take on because we want to do right, (laughs) to do good by the people that we take on. So even if you're great, right? Like it's, it's really, it can be not personal. I mean, maybe, maybe you didn't read the instructions. You sent me a weird blurry bathroom selfie yeah. and then you didn't get rejected. You got rejected because because that's never that happened, wasn't what right? I wanted to see at all. Yeah. Um, but you know, there are plenty of amply qualified, talented, mm-hmm. amazing people who still have a hard time finding representation. And it's hard. I know how hard it is to like separate yourself from that and depersonalize, but a lot of times it has nothing to do with not thinking you're not good enough. It has to do with, you know what? He is great, but he's really similar by this guy I signed two years ago who I'm still not getting out quite as much as I'd like to. So I'm, I'm not going to bring on this other person and cause unnecessary competition for someone I'm already like loyal to. I think that's the ethical way to go rather than just kind right. of signing indiscriminately, right. but it does yeah. mean that there's more rejection. So mm-hmm. brace yourself for that and try to depersonalize it. It's not you. It's yeah. us. Really, <laughs> truly. Yeah. When, it, when they say that, it's not you it's me it's usually me right so that's the right. other thing that when you're like oh. this is not like a breakup this is like <laughs> i'm serious like it's really not you like you're fucking sorry you're amazing no. um, just yeah so sorry <laughs> yep, using okay. my cocktail language here 
It's it says, we have a question. How do you select your clients? Is there a specific profile you are looking for? What do you look for in a potential client? Mm. Sorry if you already answered this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being so thoughtful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see what, uh, man, that always varies. I've got to mm -hmm. say, if we see an influx of, of clients asking us for like plus size models, we're looking for that in our submissions box. You know what I mean? Right. So that'll exclude a lot of other candidates because that's a, that's a niche. So it varies every single time i would say we by and large look for a great commercial look so if you're sending us crying videos and theatrical shots of you looking very moody uh, that's not going to work for us in per se or it just won't show your potential you know mm -hmm. you won't stand out and it does we're very busy so it does take that extra step i would say to minimize the steps that you have to make your age an agent do mm -hmm. like we don't want to reach out and say like hey you have a great look. Can we see this material? Like you should know and research the agencies. If they're yeah. theatrical, if they're more mm -hmm. commercial market, send those, cater your materials to mm -hmm. uh, the agents that you're submitting for. Yeah. Uh, what would you say that you look for? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, outside of what you're saying, mm -hmm. like the competitive materials and the overall professionalism, right? Like give me an email subject line. Don't send me an, an email without a subject line. Like kind of things like that. I would say in terms of just what we're looking for in general, what agencies are looking for. I mean, we're talking about representation here. The industry mm -hmm. is having its own kind of um, reckoning and come up yeah. where there is yeah. a, a huge yeah. surge in demand for basically every type of person who is marginalized, right? So the you have to kind of be commercial looking on top of this. So it's not everything, but particularly what I'm interested in right mm -hmm. now are um, black talent, talent of color, LGBTQ and non-binary non or gen non-gender conforming trans mm -hmm. talent, fat talent. You know, there's increasingly, I've had a little bit of demand for um, folks with disabilities. I haven't seen quite enough of it to the point where I feel like I can do right by someone, right, with, with a visible disability. But it's something that's on my radar. I'm like, okay, like soon we're probably going to get there. Thank God. And I yeah. want to have the right talent for that project when it does come up. I also don't want to take someone on and then not get them what I think they deserve. But yeah, in general. And then another, we always talk about this. It's kind of funny. This industry was not casting um, people of color for oh, yeah. a very long time. And because, but they have recently, like maybe yeah, the last yeah. 15 years or whatever. Because of but the trends because of that, that, that's the other thing, yeah. Right, but mm -hmm. because of that, it's created this interesting gap where there's mm -hmm. like a kind of lost generation of like older people of color in black talent. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of what we book is for people in their 20s and 30s. We also book quite a bit for older folks. And I got to tell you, if you person listening right now are interested in representation and you like us and you are an older, um, an older Latinx person, black person, um, you know, person of a AAPI person, like those folks are in high demand and there are not many of them. So you right. can probably make some money. You give us a call. If you're in retirement, <laughs> you need to come out of retirement and right. live your dreams. And I'm gonna <laughs> exactly because those folks yeah. when they were young didn't go to acting school because there was nothing for them. You know exactly. what I mean? And so yeah. there wasn't this kind of aging generation moving along with it to where you know people in their 60s and 70s. So that's kind of this interesting gap that I notice mm -hmm. all the time where I'm like, oh gosh, mm -hmm. like we really need to kind of bolster that. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, mm, very interesting. Yeah, because then you don't want it to be. Like what you said that you bring them on, but then there's no like options or work for them exactly. at the same time because there's this yeah. like still youth situation <laughs> happening, right? In in the commercials yeah. and stuff like that. Although yeah. I feel like commercials are making a comeback. There's some pretty good commercials out there now. Right. Very um, good storytelling. Mm -hmm. That I'm liking. Yeah, exactly. I know. I'm like, this is a Lululemon commercial. I was like, oh my God, I was about to cry <laughs> earlier today. We <laughs> yeah, because they're also in the hot water. Well, who is not uh, in hot water uh, today, really? Right. Uh, but uh, putting a little bit, because I don't want to have you here forever. I would, though, because um, I, I like this conversation. Let's do a happy oh, hour no. later. Yay. But, um, Putting again the 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 agency content mm -hmm. to rest. I think we um, covered everything, and if someone has a question, we'll let us know. Mm -hmm. But moving on to um, the podcast content. <laughs> now the name the name of the show from another zero is because you can't just start from zero once 
you restart, right? You have this experience now, this knowledge. Uh, like when you fall, right? You now know how it feels to fall. So if you're going to fall again, it's not going to be the same because <laughs> you had that experience. So what would be, um, and there's other zeros that are, some are, are more important than others. Um, I don't know, a move or graduating or life events, those types of things that shift our lives. What would be your biggest other zero of each of you or zeros? It could be plural. Yeah, it was so it was so interesting when, um, you know, Yvette was yeah. kind of filling me in on these questions and I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to say? <laughs> I didn't know basically like how personal you wanted to get. But I was like, you know what? We live in the age of the confessional. Like, I'm just going to real talk this. So um, I would say <laughs> I love it. I was raised in like a really suburban, like white, like Christian, like ultra conservative sort of space. And it was really hard for me as like a, you know, very um, kind of unconventional and non-conforming and just, you know, little weirdo that I was, um, and especially being, you know, non-binary and queer, um, which were identities that I didn't come into until later in life when I had that kind of access to that language. So anyway, basically, you know, over the course of probably like 17 to 21 was just this like huge transformation for me. Obviously it is for a lot of people on um, that mm -hmm. time of life is rife for this kind of transformation. But um, I feel like through a lot of hard work and like reflection and community building and, you know, college is very, you know, privileged to go to UCSD. And I got, you know, these kind of was able to engage in this great coursework that also really politicized me. I was like, oh my God, capitalism, right. racism, like just kind of, you know, kind of cluing in like finally to all these dynamics that are, you know, at play that are like way, way hugely on, on the quality of life of like so many people around all of us. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I don't even know what I'm saying exactly, but I mean, that that really feels to me when you talk about this question of transition or starting over or having this kind of, um, you know, point in your life, this this fork in the road or whatever, um, that was a really big one for me. And it was scary because I, you know, it meant like really um, changing my identity in ways that felt scary at the time based on what I'd learned growing up and leaving my community and kind of, you know, really offending my family and like losing friends and stuff. But um, it was really scary. But coming out on the other side of it, it's just like, oh my God, like now I feel whole. Now I feel true self. Um, right, exactly. Like my true self and also like the, the connections that I make moving forward can be a lot more authentic and rich and I can be accountable to my community and a part of my community. And um, so... Yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's okay. but that's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Got all. You are wonderful. Like you do make sense. Other thing I do totally, I'm like always second guessing myself. I'm like, do, do I say that right? Does this yes, make any sense? Like, yeah, you're fine. And I'm like, it's okay. Practically, I'm like Mary Poppins, practically perfect, the song. Um Right, right. You know, um, I I I appreciate you asking whether it should be like professional or personal, the other mm -hmm. zero, and also trusting the space with your other zero, because we're talking about the agency and the wonderful, the cool jobs that you have and what you do and talent and entertainment, but at the same time, you're people, right? So it's right. like, what is it about you, not the agent, the person? So that's why we also, it's, mm -hmm. it's like, your choice, right? What's your other zero? But uh, that's why I wanted to make that little parenthesis there. And, Absolutely. and can know. I just say one more thing before that takes the stage? Uh, yeah, I yeah. just wanted to say too that, like, I couldn't agree with you more wholeheartedly. Like, mm -hmm. I think the humanity is like, it's just how I want to do business is how I want to spend my day. I think Yvette right. and I are on the same page about that. Like, I think we want to be human in our business relationships. And I think we want to like serve and know humans, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that I'm so glad that we're living in an age where it's like more forgiving of that. And there's less of this kind of like neat bifurcation, like professional self and personal self. It's like, right. but I come here with the same personal history that I've had, the same mm -hmm. experiences, the same values. Right. Um, and so I'm just so excited for the future. Like, you know, as, a, a white non-binary person, mm -hmm. queer person, and Yvette as this, you know, amazing Latinx woman um, who I'm lucky to call my colleague. I think us being in touch with our own humanity helps us serve our roster so much better because yeah. they're also three-dimensional people. Yeah, and, and it does. It's or for models. reals. 
Yeah. yeah. Yvette, what about you? So mine probably is it's fairly recent and I'm originally from Los Angeles. Uh, I went to theater school, so I went to a BFA program in, in college. And that experience was like, you know, I didn't fit in. I didn't feel like I had a place there. So in the plugs height, when I uh, saw Uznavi's interview about like when he went to New York and he was like, I'm wearing tights, I don't fit in here. You just have to find your people and just keep going. Um, yeah. So when I was living in Los Angeles and COVID hit, um, my boyfriend lived in San Diego, lives in San Diego, and he unfortunately got into a really bad boating accident. Yeah, um, yeah very tragic, but it was, it definitely made me reconsider life and COVID in combination definitely reset me. And I was like, I'm hustling over here in Los Angeles and it's all, I feel like in here in San Diego, I have a better quality of life in my day to day. So I made the move and I was like, oh, adios, please help me. Like yeah. I, I don't, I don't have a job yet. I, I've researched Shaman Freitas and they seem like the only legit company in town. And I worked at an agency before and poof, in December, they had a job opening. And I mean, I I started back from zero of from that tragic accident. I had some experience in agency life. So I applied and I landed the job and here I am at this great agency. So it is true what you say. It's just like you're transitioning where you feel you're at zero. You bounce back on something that um, you have experience within life and to set you off in this yeah. new path, the next chapter of your life. Yeah. And it's like little blocks. They start like falling and sometimes, you know, right. you yeah. step on them and it hurts. And then sometimes they just, you know, fit right on in. And I love what you both said because it's about the community. I was talking the other day because I was, I started out in the arts and I studied to work in the arts but then it was just like knocking myself like on walls and walls and walls. I just, I couldn't find an outlet mm -hmm. in order for me to mm -hmm. develop my skills professionally. And then again, life happened and I just worked in TV for a while. And then 10 years later, I came back uh, mm -hmm. through theater and then going into the arts. And they were asking me about this. Like it was, it took you 10 years and it wasn't, you weren't like, you know, fresh out of college when you restarted. And mm -hmm. I said that, and I, and, and I think that experience brings you these trains of thought and this way to describe it. And I said, it was because I couldn't find a community at right. that point, or I wasn't searching for the right members of the community that I needed at that right. moment. Even me, I was like, Oh, I said that and it's true. Oh, I'm, I'm realizing it now. Right. So yes. that's why I appreciate what you both said in regards to that, because it's, it's mm -hmm. very important to find your people, your community that yes. are going to lift you and show you, you know, and then you can help each other out. It's, it's very important in all aspects of Absolutely. life. Agreed. Um, we have here, how do you separate your professional relationship from the personal with your clients as it sounds like more than a representative, you are also a therapist, <laughs> <laughs> et cetera. Sounds emotionally demanding, helping them through rejection and the job itself. How do Hold you know on, that? A very thoughtful question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For sure. I, I don't, um, thank you, Jenny. I love this question. And also like, I don't want to overstate it. Like I definitely, we have boundaries, right? Like I definitely, um, you know, if a talent's looking for a level of engagement with me that I just don't have time for, like I will, you know, kind of politely like, um, let them know that in some way. So it's, it's not necessary. I wouldn't, God help me if I'm anyone's therapist, um, but certainly a friendly basis, um, you know, a, a supportive person in their right. life, um, someone who's interested in what's going on with them and, and is available to hold space or, you know, um, also like tons of people have people have different values, right? We have all these experiences that we bring yeah. to people. Some, somebody might not want to, you know, participate in audition for a brand that they don't feel comfortable with that doesn't align with their values for any reason. Yep tell me that. And I'll be like, for sure. I feel mm -hmm. you like, don't audition for this. We're going to get you something else, you know? Um, so I would say that that's, 
that's probably a more realistic representation of the kind of human relationships that we're trying to forge. It's still, there is a difference between professional and personal. I try to hold on to my cell phone number and not, not let talent have it so that I can occasionally not be working. You know, um, Mm -hmm. it's hard because it's like, you want to be this human, but you also, it's so important. We live in a, you are this human at the same time. Absolutely. (laughs) Exactly. And being human also means like having Mm -hmm. space and like having boundaries and like having, you know, stuff to protect your your inner tendermost being who like needs right. to be nurtured and <laughs> alone yeah. and not working sometimes mm-hmm. yeah. um but yeah yeah i tend to when when actors and models and they actually have legit questions like why am i not being booked yes we mm-hmm. have no problem saying like hey this is this is probably why your materials and this is your self tapes aren't polished enough you have to retape you have to invest in things so we're really good about you know, having that human side of like, oh my goodness, we, we're a camaraderie of mm-hmm. like celebration of great bookings and, and things like that. But we are very professional, like emailing every single day. You have to, as an agent, I can't speak for managers. I think blurred lines come into play with managers, but right. agencies and booking agents tend to have more of a professional functioning with where it's a partnership with our talent of like they're running their own little business so we can cultivate in your craft still but we won't hold your hand we'll we will function and optimize your career to its best by you running your business efficient efficiently and i think a lot of people forget that i think they say like oh it's the craft they're heartbroken. They can't get a job, but like, look at it technically, you know, yeah. break it down. It's right. going to be okay. Like it's, it's still achievable. Yeah, yeah totally. Mm-hmm. And now um, I'm like a fish tank and the fish is like, the fish is like all these ideas that are popping in my head. Uh, yeah. it, it just reminded me of we were, what we were talking about um, people in social media where they DM you, right? And they're like, I'm this business and I do, I don't know, I sell flasks or whatever. And they're like, I'm going to send you a 20% off code of your order mm-hmm. and it's going to be A-L-E for Alejandra, for Ale, you know, and go wild and let's collaborate. And I'm like, stop doing that, brands. Like, seriously, I know everybody wants to make money, but no, and then not the even getting is like one hundred and fifty dollars. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna pay you, you know, in order for me to take a picture with your product, right. and then you might share that, right? Right. It's yeah. such a disconnect. It's not mm. human, and they mark up the price just so that twenty percent discount doesn't. Don't you know, do that, kids. Yeah, don't do that, kids. <laughs> like Be careful. That. <laughs> oh, that just popped into my head. I was like, that's right. They do that. Yes. Um, The other thing that we do uh, here on the podcast that I am very proud of is that we shine a light on a cause and a small business or mom and pop. So people have shared all types. Like we had um, Mm -hmm. Mud Scouts in the last episode. That's like a rescue. And they go down to TJ and they, they, yeah, and they rescue um, these animals mm-hmm. and they, they foster and then they get them placed and all these wonderful things. And uh, we've had great restaurants and food trucks and local designers and just like this variety of everything happening out there. Mm-hmm. So which causes and uh, small businesses do we have today from you two? I have one. It's it's based out of Los Angeles called Free Arts LA. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they help you know, unfortunate um, children who are at the courthouse, they'll say they're having a day in court and they're deciding whether, um, you know, they're going to be sent with their family or being taken away. Um, This program helps them do arts to express how they're feeling and things like that. Um, And they have a lot of mentorship programs and Mm -hmm. they just use the driving force of like, you know, just art and expression to help kids from like an abusive family and things like that. Wow. It's called Free Arts LA. Yeah. Free Arts LA. Check mm-hmm. them out. My cause um, is San Diego Refugee Tutoring. So I used to have a volunteer gig with them once a week and then COVID kind of, you know, made that all fall apart. And I think I'm going to get started again for the fall semester. But um, it's based in City Heights, which is an incredibly diverse neighborhood in San Diego. Um, There's lots of refugees living in City Heights. It's kind of a haven actually on a national scale um, for Mm -hmm. folks um, coming from refugee situations. And so 
Um, the refugee tutoring um, organization basically just it provides like holistic academic support um, for those students. So, you know, to kind of close that um, education access gap for those wow. kids. So it's a really great program. The kids are awesome. Shout out oh. to Hamda. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. What about small businesses? Uh, make, bake, decorate cookies. They're beautiful. If you have like weddings, parties, anything in San Diego. Mm -hmm. um, and mine is, uh, longtime San Diegans might know what I'm talking about. This is um, City Farmers. It's an amazing place. I love it. It's mm -hmm. um, a nursery and it's a working farm. They have like petting zoo animals, but it's also just big and beautiful and sprawling like natural landscape. They teach people how to grow food. Um, really, except also in City Heights, it's very cool. I'm um, kind of in an mm -hmm. unexpected um, part of town because it's like this really metropolitan area and there's this right. like big, yeah. big, beautiful nursery in the middle of it. It's really lovely. Yeah. Um, and they also, you know, highly recommend checking out some some live music and getting some food at Nate's Garden Grill, um, which is, you know, attached to it and all kind of the same organization. They're very cool. Highly oh, recommend. I'm assuming that the food is like really yummy. I the don't food know why. is so good. <laughs> it is so good. And there was this like incredible, um, God, forgive me. I'm not, I'm not like a Mexican music expert by any means, but there was this amazing band playing there. Oh God, I wish, they, but it was like, it was like a 10 piece, like multi-generational, amazing, amazing band. They sounded incredible. We were all just like out there. It was like post COVID. So people were like hanging out, kind of dancing, eating food, like watching oh, this like, like rad freedom. band. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's good times for sure. Check it out. Oh, yay. Shout out to City Heights. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great community and it, that there's a lot of, stuff happening there. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you for sharing everything. Everything was eloquent. It made sense. I love it. And <laughs> you know, very informative because people, you know, have these questions sometimes. Yeah, so right. still, when everything is super out there, there's still questions. So hit them up. <laughs> you right. you want to be represented and get to all those places and support and oh amazing chat thank you jenny for all those questions oh, questions thanks, always make lives better and i wish you the best thanks again and remember that here we just don't start from zero we start from another zero Yay. catch you on the next time thank thanks you so much alejandra thank you happy hour yeah happy hour <laughs>